Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. We are heading headfirst into week nine of the NFL season. So it's time for an early look at the week nine lines. Uh, here to do that with me is my friend Sean Green, the co-founder of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, co-host of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Find him on Twitter at Sean T. Green. That's S-E-A-N. Sean, thank you for joining me. What's up? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, both our teams coming off wins. Uh, pretty rare this season. So uh, I'm excited and uh, yeah, hit a massive uh, Moneyline dog parlay. Dogs were really due. And uh, I felt like we finally got some dogs going last week. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's too early for us to buy Super Bowl tickets for the Jets, uh, for the Jets <laughs> Eagles, but I'm in if you're in. So if you want to get yeah, there, let's, uh, let's just buy them, assuming they're both going to make go. it. I think it's a good bet right now. Uh, we'll get on that right after we're done with this podcast. But first, we're going to look at every single line uh, from week nine of the NFL. Before we do, I'll remind you about the latest offer from BetMGM, which is if you bet $10 and you win, you can win $200. Pardon me. If your team scores a touchdown, again, bet $10 and any NFL team win $200 in free bets if that team scores a touchdown for new users available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. When you use the code JUICE100, again, Daily Juice, that's our daily podcast, hosted by Matt Peralt. That is the code there for new customers, JUICE100 over at BetMGM. All right, good, sir. Uh, let's get into it here. We've uh, got some interesting ones. No bigger game of the entire weekend than Thursday Night Football, where everyone can uh, enjoy and be uh, with me here with the Jets getting 10 and a half the consensus line from the Colts in Indianapolis totals 46 and a half. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah. You know, usually my default is to lean towards the better team, but uh, man, this is, this one's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I, I I'd like to get your take. Do you think people are going to be riding that Mike white hype uh, coming into this game and, and liking the dog or is the public just going to go? Cause because the Colts are coming off a loss. The jets are coming off a win. Yeah. If I was taking the dog, I'd almost want the opposite there. Right. Yeah. This is like, this is the opposite of what you want for it. This would ordinarily you would think would be a spot to back the jets, but such a tough loss here for the Colts and the jets, of course, having that big win, I'd have to think that the public is going to be on the jets at this one when you're over 10, <laughs> right? Like because of recency bias and Mike white, you know, that his hall of fame bust is already, uh, you know, being uh, it's in production. So I would think that it's there. I think if I had to go one way or another, I mean, I think the Colts are probably going to win this game handily. We saw, by the way, right, what happened the last time the Colts had their guts ripped out, which was on that Monday night football game against the Ravens. Then they played an inferior team the next week and they trounced the Texans as they should. I think they do bounce back here at home. But ten and a half is just too much for me to take. So I don't know, man. I guess if I had to go aside, you're giving me a hook on a double digit spread. Like I might as well take the dog, but it's kind of a stay away from me. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we'll see kind of where this line actually goes. I mean, if it gets up to 13, I think people are going to pound the jets and, and kind of the same if it gets down to 10. So I think it's going to hold tight here at 10 and a half. Yeah. They want you to pay that extra hook to uh, get you to get you to on the jets probably. So I, I would, I would lean Colts, but it's early. 
Yeah, I think realistically, what everyone should do is just enjoy the game, enjoy the watching. <laughs> just enjoy a Thursday night. Play. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy the Jets and Thursday night football. Uh, so we'll see. Again, I mean, the one thing if you want to think, if you want an actual sort of quote unquote analysis of what you want to do here, it's going to be really tough for the Jets to continue to sort of just lean entirely on Michael Carter because Colts are, you know, best in defensive DVOA against the run and. That's kind of, you know, we'll see what Mike White can do. We can do another 400 uh, game performance. Might happen. You never know. I mean, Corey Davis might play in this one. That will help. But yeah, it's just kind of a stay away from me. I don't expect I like you. I don't expect the line to move to 10, but it's not going to move. You know, I don't think I think this is where it sits. I think it's going to just kind of stay here. All right. The Vikings are visiting the Ravens. Ravens coming off the bye at home are laying five and a half. The total 49 and a half. Kind of a dud here for the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, obviously. Now a healthy Ravens team. What do you think? Well, Kirk Cousins in prime time just uh, came up in a big way, a big collapse. Now you got a non-conference road spot for the Vikings. I mean, uh, if you're liking the Ravens, and that's certainly appetizing under six. Teams have been bad off the uh, bye week. I don't know what it is, but I think if any team can break it, I think it's this Ravens team. And that felt almost like a dream crusher game for this Vikings team that just keeps losing close games or maybe games you should say like, you know, they lost by three points to the Bengals. They, uh, you know, lost a game in Arizona. They could have won with the missed field goal. They certainly could have won at home against Dallas. Now you got to go yeah. on the road against this Ravens team that it, they're looking to bounce back. So I think anything under a touchdown, it's going to be tough to get uh, a ton of Vikings action. So I do think this will, this may move up in the, as the week goes on. Yeah, I think if you like the Vikings, you should wait because I can't see it going down, uh, really. But, you know, the thing is, Sean, I, I don't know if you feel this way. The Vikings and Kirk Cousins, it is always when you think you should yes. bet on them, they fail, right? <laughs> yes. And when you want to bet against them, they come through. And I have backed them on the two games. I can't remember what the second one was, but I backed them against Arizona and they were getting whatever it was in that game, three and a half, four and a half. So they covered they covered the other one that I went with them. But they're ugly when you have to take them. So. Right now, I, I certainly lean the Ravens for sure, because I think just looking at the way this game is going to unfold, it's got to favor them. And we'll see if Justin Jefferson, by the way, is OK, because I know he was a little banged up there at the end. But I, I feel like when I dig into this and I get to Thursday and I'm thinking about it, it's going to be like, man, this is the spot where, you know, Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins figure out a way to keep this game much closer than they should. So the one go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say also just yeah. really, really interesting game from uh, DFS as well. These these non-conference uh, games can get kind of interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Lamar is is a fun play and the Ravens had ha have had issues on their defense for a defense that's historically really good. I mean, we saw the Bengals put up a bunch of points against them. So uh, kind of be interesting to see what happens here. Yeah, definitely a game I'll be watching regardless of any. Uh, betting or fantasy impact just a, a fun game to watch but yeah bottom line is I think if you like the Vikings it's something you can wait because I don't expect this to get much worse Browns are visiting the Bengals the Bengals are currently laying three total of 47 but tough losses here for both teams uh what do you think we see here with the trade deadline by the way we'll say we'll be honest recording this a little later this week had some scheduling issues uh, for me. So no trades, no, no big things here that moved. OBJ is still with the Browns. His, da his dad's uh, still uh, cutting up game film of him being wide open is, and Baker missing. That is, that <laughs> is not happy. Uh, I think, uh, but look, it is, it's status quo here for both these teams. So what do you think here with the Bengals length three in the divisional game? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like this is, you know, if I had to guess the spread coming into it, I would have guessed three, both pretty yes. even teams, division matchup, both coming off losses. 
I think this is just kind of who do you like more as a team long term, and who, who do you think's the as simple as it sounds, who do you think the better team is? Do you like uh, this Cleveland team? And and I'm still kind of out on Cleveland uh, with yep. Odell and that labrum issue. Again, I mean, or sorry, not Odell, uh, Baker. I mean, Odell's his own issue, but he um, has his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baker just doesn't look right. That offense doesn't look right. Even getting Chubb back, uh, they just did not look good. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you can't put up more points against Pittsburgh at home, and and Bengals really are going to be jacked up for this spot. So uh, I think it's going to be tough for the Browns. I kind of like the over. I, and, you know, I, I know it's a divisional game where these two and, you know, Cleveland obviously played a pretty defensive game and the Bengals have had a good defense all year long, unless, of course, Hall of Famer Mike White is there where he can just totally tear him <laughs> up. But I do expect the Bengals offense is really clicking right now. You know, the passing game is working well and even if they have trouble running the ball, uh, which Cleveland's, you know, a, a very tough run defense, although Najee Harris was was pretty good last week. Uh, I do think that the Bengals are going to be able to move the ball. And I think Cleveland knows. I mean, Mayfield wasn't terrible last week. Their offenses just seemed out of sorts the entire year, right? I mean, Odell and, and Baker, obviously, as his dad knows, uh, can't get on the same page. Landry is, is hit or miss a little bit. But I kind of expect points here to go. There's some 46 and a half out there. I, I feel like conventional wisdom suggests that it'll be a close defensive game, but I do think actually that both teams are going to score. I kind of expect after last week's tough game uh, against the Steelers where they didn't do much offensively for the Browns to come out here firing some creative plays, be able to move the ball a little bit. So I personally lean the over, um, but I don't think it's something I don't think it's going to move all that much from where it is. Bills continue their trend of just laying you know more than a touchdown here 14 and a half as they visit jacksonville total of 49 yeah i mean um i i guess this is about right and am, am i crazy to think this spread is kind of low uh for this for this jags uh bills team and and the the bills aren't afraid to put it on teams i know they kind of let miami hang around and uh thankfully because i was on the bills at like 13 and a half josh allen had that <sighs> I, there was like a point yeah. where like, are they going to run it out or, you know, what's going to happen? And then he took that uh, right. bootleg into the end zone and got the cover bit of a sweat there, but I, I think it's going to be tough to get money on the Jags. And I could see something similar to what we saw with the uh, Houston game last week, where it starts at 14 and a half creeps up as the week goes along, gets to 16 and a half. And uh, I, I'm sure everyone saw that, that, that ended up being a bad beat for people because the Rams ended up winning 38 22. So if you're going right. to, you know, again, if you're going to take the favorite, generally uh, take it early in the week. If you're going to take the dog, you can wait because I, I think everyone's going to be putting the bills in the tees or, or taking the bills instinctively. And uh, yeah, if you like the Jags, which interesting to like the Jags at any <laughs> point, but uh, I, I would just hold off because you might get closer to a 17. That's exactly right. If you like the bills, hit it now. Yeah. Because 14 and a half. It's actually 14 in my book, DraftKings. Um, 14 and a half pretty much everywhere. That's the best line you're going to see, I, I expect. Um, so because there's just you, you can't back the Jaguars right now, no matter what a mop people who work on models and stuff like that. And that's how they <laughs> bet in the syndicates. Like no matter what it says, like there are teams. And I think the Jaguars are one of those teams because of how poorly coached they are, because of how few adjustments that they make. Uh, you know, at halftime um, that just kind of break the models to the extent where I imagine that there's going to be so much money coming in here on the bills. And I agree. I think it's going to creep up to 15, 16, 16 and a half. 
And that's where you get a little worried, like we saw with the Rams, a game that they totally dominated and probably could have won by 55 points had they kept their foot on the gas. So I agree. You like the Jags, wait it out. You like the Bills, go now. Yeah, that, go that, now. that just, 14 just at uh, DraftKings at minus 110 is is pretty uh, appetizing right now. Urban Meyer, he breaks a lot of models. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and yes. I mean, you this Jags team, and granted, it was a weird travel spot for them, but they let up 31 points to a Geno Smith, a led team. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that says it all right there for me. And, and I just, it's going to be tough for them to slow down this Bills offense. I will not hear disparaging remarks about uh, <laughs> my former Jet, Geno Smith. Uh, but I will say that that's also coming off a bye, right? Like, what happens when you're not on a bye yeah. and now you've got to take on, right? Uh, okay, Broncos uh, visiting the Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying nine and a half, and the total is 49 and a half. I will say that legitimately three seconds before the word Broncos came out, I did see something come across the wire that Noah Fant has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. I don't know whether or not that means he's going to miss the game necessarily, but they could be down their tight end here for this game. Broncos, again, getting nine and a half here in Dallas and the total is 49 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, this is, and again, this is the classic, like if you like the favorite, hopefully you bet it at, at the opening number because I think this opened as, yeah. as low as seven. Now, obviously mm-hmm. the Broncos trading away Von Miller and Von Miller shouldn't, him being plain or not, shouldn't really move the line, but I think it does signal to people like kind of waving the white flag here. Now you have a non-conference spot for this Broncos team going up against the Cowboys who will probably play Dak again. He looked pretty healthy. I was surprised he didn't go there. They played it safe. They, you know, got the win with uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, guy, yeah. guy looks like Carson Wentz's stunt double. Um, and they <laughs> just, right. they just, I mean, it's insane uh, that they're seven and zero against the spread. You, you think at some point this is going to run out and maybe this Broncos team is the team to do it just because Teddy Bridgewater is a machine against the yep. spread on the road. I, I think it's as high as like 70%. Uh, so I I, I had uh, the Broncos as one of my locks last week. Ugly game, but they got it done. <sighs> I mean, Von Miller, by all accounts, him leaving kind of uh, set some bad vibes for this locker room. So it, it'll be an interesting emotional spot, I think, for this Broncos team with no Von Miller. And the, the Cowboys are just in cruise control right now. Did you see the story on that? Like the reason why I, they traded him? I, I heard I heard there was stuff about like a Halloween party that he got really mad that some of the guys didn't chip in for the Halloween party. Is that what you're referring to? That's correct, <laughs> uh, apparently. And it like infected the locker room and everybody was really pissed at each other. And the Broncos were like, we're not resigning him anyway, so we're just going <laughs> to ship him out. I don't know whether or not that is true. I cannot vouch for the veracity of that story, but nevertheless... It's fun to talk about for a second. Yeah, it feels like for me that uh, I mean, there is a 10 out there, by the way, at mm. a couple spot points bet, for example. So my guess is it will probably get to 10 because nobody wants to bet on the Broncos and everybody's going to want to bet on the Cowboys, especially now. Dak should be back. You're right. Everything suggests that he is going to come back. Not that they need him with, you know, Cooper Rush there. But I do think that this is a spot where it strikes me that I want to back the Broncos um, just because. They, I, I can't figure the Broncos out, Sean. I don't know about you. Like, I can't get a read on what they are. And they've, they've been decimated with injuries. Um, 
you know, to their linebacker. So suddenly they became very vulnerable against the run. I think Bryce Callahan may have been injured in this one, too. So I need to check on the, you know, because you're not going to be able to hold down all these receivers. But it does strike me as a spot where the sort of classic, like, at some point we got to sell the Cowboys, right? At some point, they're not this good. This feels like it might be it, but I would wait because uh, I don't think it's going to go down. Like the spread's going to, you know, move towards seven. I think if anything, it's going to get to ten, maybe even higher than that. Well, so. and and uh, if there are teaser betters in the audience, it's been a it's been a great year to be betting those teases. I yeah. think you know double digit favorites had won outright something like twenty seven and zero going in, actually going into that uh, Jets Bengals. I think they were like twenty seven and zero straight up. So I do think they're going to move this. Uh, of course, to to ten and a half, I think similar to what the KC line was, because then they get teaser protection. I know because I had I had the Chiefs as my last leg uh, in a tease, and I don't know why I'm still on the Chiefs. It was more just being anti the Giants. Oh, yeah. Although the Giants just yep. keep showing up on the road uh, for some reason, yeah, I, I don't do. I don't understand why they're so much better on the road than they are at home. So I I think you're right. It gets to at least ten, probably ten and a yep. half. Because uh, they're protecting against those like six point teases. Yeah, I agree. That's that's where we're going. Texans are visiting the Dolphins. Uh, you know, they're Deshaun Watson is still on the Texans for now. Could have been QBing for the other team if you had believed the rumors early on. The Dolphins are currently laying six and a half with a total of forty six. This is a weird game for me, Sean. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, a, a one-win Dolphins team. <laughs> like, they're what are they one and seven, and they're laying yeah, six points. That's yep. that to me is just crazy. But then on the other side, how do you talk yourself into taking the Texans <laughs> at any point? I'm still holding out hope that my boy uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, he, he sounded like he was maybe close last week, but again, what are the Texans? playing for like do they I mean you know obviously Tyrod isn't the the man of the future do they want to see what they have with Davis Mills I feel like we kind of already know what we have with Davis Mills and now Miami by all accounts it seemed like they wanted to get the trade done the contingency was that he would have to settle these civil lawsuits according to reports and for whatever reason that didn't happen so now Miami's in a weird spot because clearly, I mean, how committed can they actually be to Tua? Uh, it's clearly yeah. in Tua's head, and I'm not a big Tua guy by any means, but man, this is a game where if you're betting this, you're a brave person because I, I have no, I have no, like you could, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a ticket on either one of these teams right now. I will take a ticket on this game, but it will probably be on the over um, because I think what we're going to see is a lot of offense. In that, I think Miami is—they're not terrible offensively. Once Devont, with Devontae Parker back, with Jalen Waddle, Gasicki, yeah, fine. yeah, um, Gasicki, exactly. Um, you know, I hate to mention his name, but Miles Gaskin now without Malcolm Brown, like, can do some things in the right thing. And against Houston, I, and I also again, like, they probably want to. It probably is very motivated, I would assume, to kind of show what yeah. he can do in this. And, you know, the Texans, whether it's garbage time or not, like they can put up points and the Dolphins defense played better last week, but they've been a sieve this whole year, man. So it's it's only 46. It's 46 and a half for me um, at DraftKings, but everywhere else looks like at 46. So that's actually where I go. I'm going to bet it as soon as we're off this podcast. Um, but that's it for a side. No, I will not bet a side at all on this game. I don't know what you do with this one, bud. Uh, Saints at home are laying six to the Falcons and the total is a minuscule 42 and a half. So 
We presume it's going to be Taysom Hill, who everything said suggested that he would be up. If not, it's going to be Trevor Simeon. There's no Calvin Ridley on the other side. So how do you break this one down? Yeah, this is uh, this to me feels a hair high. Uh, I just based on we don't know. I mean, Jameis Winston was a legit quarterback. I mean, I, I still don't know if I'm really factoring in modeling. Not that I'm a model guy, but uh, I th- <laughs> that you know I'm not I'm not really counting Taysom Hill as a legit starting quarterback, and I, I guess we'll see. Their offense certainly does seem pretty different. Uh, when they have uh, Taysom Hill in there, as far as like the stuff they're going to run, uh, they do have a uh, Kamara, obviously healthy and, but six points feels a bit high for this division game. And they're coming off. That felt like a massive victory. I mean, it, I'm sure you saw that video of Jameis dancing in the locker room with the fog machine going, celebrating that big win. And I, and I always like to fade teams coming off a big win, laying a big number, especially in a division spot. Again, I'm not in love with the Falcons, but them backdooring this certainly is a possibility. Yeah, I don't love it either side, man. Like, I I agree. It's such a letdown spot here for the Saints after that victory, like you said. Like, it really, really is. And the Falcons looked terrible, but that's that's when you buy a team, right? You buy a team when they look like the worst team in the NFL, right? I mean. Yeah, I I think this will end up being closer to four than seven. So I, I was surprised to see a six. So I guess if you like the Falcons, then you, probably you'd think you should take them now yeah. as opposed to waiting, yep. right? Okay. I think that's right. I don't think it gets to seven um, just because as Giants are home where you know they, we just talked about it, not their strong side. They're li- they're getting, I'm sorry, they're getting two and a half points from the Raiders. The total is 46 and a half. Uh, the Raiders are coming off the bye, but they're traveling cross country. And of course, uh, the Henry Ruggs situation um, where the horrific accident, he will, I assume, be certainly not playing this game, probably not play for the rest of the season, whatever happens. So uh, that does impact their offense, of course, but they're laying two and a half here off the bye with the total of 46 and a half. Yeah, I mean, that that Ruggs story really throws a wrench into this handicap and this this Raiders team, you know, between this and, and then the Gruden thing, they've kind of been on yeah. a, an emotional roller coaster, I imagine, for this team. Uh, hard, hard to not like the Raiders, and they, they again, I don't even know what you would compare this to, uh, but they've, they've already been through a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff so far in this season. I, I do like the matchups. I mean, I think the health of Darren Waller uh, will be big. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, who's it? Foster Moreau filled in pretty well, but I, yeah. I, I think I think Darren Waller certainly the Giants would have their hands full. And again, this Giants team that was a, I mean the the two minute drills they're running, and they're super banged up. It'll be interesting to see what the injury report. It does feel like this is the game probably where Saquon comes back, but you assume yeah. So I, you know two and a half point uh, road favorite for the Raiders sounds about right. Um, I, I would be shocked if it gets to three and a half for the Raiders, especially everything yeah. that they're going to have to deal with. So it is, it is, I will say, I mean, the consensus line again, where are betting pros.com, the consensus line is two and a half, but it's basically 50% of the books I'm looking at are at two and a half and like 49% or whatever are at three. So it is bouncing back between two and a half and three. So I don't know if that means that if you're at two and a half and you like the Raiders, obviously go now because there, there's clearly no consensus here. As to where they get to three, we we can't forget. I mean, you did mention. I do think Saquon should come back at this point because it's been three games and they didn't place him on IR. Yeah. So you you felt like they're right. They're probably there. 
Maybe Kenny Galladay comes back. They're probably going to be down, though, Sterling Shepard. They just can't keep anyone healthy in that team. But, again, the Giants, I'll never back the Giants at home. They're, like, they're just, so bad against happen, right? the spread at home. And they've, yeah. they've been sneakily okay in certain spots against the spread, but it's usually on the road or in, especially in division games. Uh, Joe Judge yes. has been, I, I know as an Eagles fan, they've been good against the number. Uh, not not great yeah. straight up, but uh, yeah, yeah, the the two and a half kind of interesting, but it's tough to talk yourself into this Giants team at home. All right. Two teams coming off big wins here. The Patriots are visiting the Panthers. The Pats are laying four points and the total is 41. We have question marks about Sam Darnold. Um, I, he's in the concussion protocol right now. It's a concussion. We never know exactly how that's going to shake itself out. We don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to play. I do not think that he is personally. So if you're letting that factor it in, you can listen to me or not. Uh, but what do you think here with the Pats laying four and the total really small, 41? Yeah, that that's interesting. And uh, there's, a, there are, there's a revenge angle as well, I, I think, for Gilmore mm -hmm. there. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it maybe it is a good time to fade some of this Patriots hype. But you know, PJ Walker, who I loved in the uh, XFL or AAF, Fair. I forget. Uh, he was fun, but he, he did not look good in relief of Sam Darnold. And this Panthers offense, man, uh, as a guy who owned Robbie, a lot of shares of Robbie Anderson in best ball and, uh, you know, even some season long stuff, he has just been a, a colossal uh, disappointment. No <laughs> you're, you're right to think uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if you're. If you're fine taking the Panthers without McCaffrey, I think you wait. So if he ends up being a late scratch, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, could this get a, as high as like six? It certainly isn't going to hit seven. But the fact that it's yeah. already at four is just showing a tremendous amount of respect for this uh, for this uh, Patriots team who looks pretty good against the Chargers. Now it's a back to back road spot, which is for a young team, a young quarterback. That is a tough spot. So, uh, again, probably wait if you like the Panthers, but. Man, yeah, you got to see who's the quarterback and, and what shape yeah. he's in. A lot of question marks for the Panthers. It's a really tough game for me, even assuming that Darnold plays, uh, just because <sighs> I think that uh, it's been shown a little bit here, Sean, over the last few weeks that um, Sam Darnold probably is not the long-term solution <laughs> for an NFL franchise, a quarterback. I like the guy. I wish we hadn't ruined his career, but I think we probably did. <laughs> so I think when you put him up against a Bill Belichick defense at this point, it's probably not going to end well, as most recent games haven't. The Panthers, though, are getting healthy on defense. And again, with Gilmore yeah. there, that's a big addition. It's a really tough game. So I, I understand why the spread is at four. Like, I can't take I don't think I can take the under on 41, but I do. This does strike me as like a 17, 13 game, realistically. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, no, it feels like it could get ugly, kind of like that. Uh, the, the game the Panthers just played. I mean, the Panthers Falcons, the, the Panthers have been right. in, in a lot of ugly games. I mean, Eagles beat them 21, 18. That was a super ugly game. Yep. You know, they kind of got off to that hot start and, and have been floundering a little bit, but again, coming off a win, a much needed win. Um, maybe if McCaffrey plays it, it, the, the spread gets down to three and a half, but I feel like if anything, it, it could creep up a little bit. Cause I could see a lot of people yep. putting the, putting the Patriots in a tease. Yeah. And again, you know, if you like the Panthers and, and it turns out Darnold plays like, at four and a half, you tease it up to ten and a half. Like, I, I don't mind that either, um, just in terms of what we're going to see. But it is something where you got to wait a little bit, unfortunately, because of Sam Darnold. Chargers are visiting your Eagles here. 
The Eagles coming off the big win uh, are laying a point in the consensus line. There are some one and a halves um, and the totals big. It's 50. So, you know, I don't know, Sean, look like you figured some stuff out, which is run the ball a little bit. You've now got the worst rush defense in the NFL. Are we going to see a repeat here for the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, every this this, that uh, Detroit Lions game was dangerous, dangerous for Eagles fans. Not uh, not because it gave us hope, but because now we've become drunk with power because we kept we kept telling Nick Sirianni and the Eagles just run the ball. Run the dang yeah. ball, and then they actually do run the dang ball, and it's a blowout victory. So now every Eagles fan knows exactly what to do, and we've been vindicated as fans. This is a little interesting nugget coming in here. I mean, the Eagles haven't won a game at home yet this year. Usually, very good uh, historically. Even when the team's bad, we'll kind of show up at home. Uh, all three wins have come on the road, so you imagine this is a get-up spot for the Eagles. But also on the other side, it's it's a get up spot for this Chargers team. They've lost, yeah. uh, you know, they lost bad to the Ravens, lost a tough game at home to the Patriots. That, and that's a lot of travel too. like you talk. And there was a bye week in there, but still going to the East Coast, coming all the way back to the West Coast. Now going back to the East Coast for a non-conference uh, spot where you're a road favorite. And uh, Herbert uh, seems to be struggling here a little bit. He does. Uh, he definitely does. And you look at sort of his breakdown and he's either phenomenal and totally lights it up or he's got absolutely nothing going on whatsoever. And the thing is, I kind of like the Eagles defense. I, I think they're a little underrated here. So I don't know who's going to win this game. Like, I don't feel comfortable. And it's one. So it doesn't matter, obviously. I kind of lean the under a little bit. I, I could see this because, again, the Chargers are really vulnerable on the ground. And so. I'm sure the Eagles hopefully will try to run it, but I think they'll probably struggle through the air a little bit. Yeah, everybody. Fingers really. crossed. Um, fingers crossed. Um, and the Chargers offense just looks, again, a little out of sorts at this point. You know, traveling cross country here, Philadelphia, strikes me as a low scoring game a little bit. So the fact that the total is 50, I'll probably hit that now. Um, it's 50 and a half at a couple of spots, too. So uh, it strikes me as an under type of game. This one we all want to see. Packers visiting the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one-point favorites, uh, and the total is 54.5. Sean, any reaction here? Uh, yeah, you know, it's – man, I mean, what was the – my reaction is how, you know, the mighty have fallen. Because if you would have – I don't know what the, like, game of the year spreads, those ones that come out in June when you're, when you're desperate right. for uh, football numbers to break down. But I'm sure it was, it was at well north of three, even – even with the, the Packers coming in as a pretty respected team, you know, Chiefs at home, it's it's crazy how the how much uh, stuff has changed, and I, and I think the public is going to be stoked about taking this Packers team. They got a little mini buy here, and uh, Devontae Adams, I think, uh, should be coming off the COVID list. He missed that game, and and they missed yep. a couple of their receivers, so because uh, being on the COVID list, so ideally they're back. I mean, there are serious issues in this Chiefs defense, but really the turnover issues for the Chiefs offense don't seem to be going away anytime soon. And clearly Patrick Mahomes is is pressing like if Monday night at home against the, the Giants wasn't a get right spot for this Chiefs team. Is there a get right spot for them? It's not here. Yeah. That's what I can say. Uh, I don't I don't see how you avoid taking the Packers in this one like. With Adams coming back, which, again, he's supposed to be on track to report on Thursday. 
Alan Lazard is already off the COVID list. MVS has been uh, activated off of IR, at least designated to return. He probably is going to come back. So you get a full complement of weapons here. And the Chiefs look terrible. My my real thing with this, Sean, is that, like, this is begging you to take the Packers. I mean, everybody was watching that game. The spread was 10, 10 points. And I thought the Chiefs were going to cover that spread. And they looked completely out of sorts. I mean, Mahomes looks, I made the analogy on our Discord yesterday. It looks like a rookie QB at times, just given the fact that he gets back there, he takes forever, he runs around nonstop before he either makes a miraculous throw because he's Patrick Mahomes, or he kind of throws out of bound, or maybe, you know, maybe Tyreek Hill does something. But it just looks like there is somehow, at least for right now, a formula as to what you do on defense against Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs offense. You drop everybody deep, you take away the explosive play, and you rush them. And that has been working right now. Now, you've got Patrick Mahomes and you've got Andy Reid, so they'll probably figure this out. But even if they do, you have perhaps the worst defense in all of football right now against Aaron Rodgers off a mini-buy, feeling really good. I don't see how you... I you, you don't have to run to do it. It's a point. Like, if they're favored by a point, if they're giving a point, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I, if this gets to one and a half somehow, if the public comes in the Chiefs, I'm going to tease it up immediately for the Packers getting seven and a half. Like immediately I'm going to do that. But either way, I think at one, Sean, I, this, maybe not. Maybe I'll take a different <laughs> two once I dig into it. But it strikes no, me as like a great yeah, bet. Yeah, the at the surface level, it's it's hard to figure out an angle for the Chiefs, which is always scary. Um, but the Chiefs have just been right. horrible against the spread. Five and 15. Uh, against the spread in their last 20. Now, certainly some of those numbers were pretty inflated, uh, you know, as we saw against the Giants. This is more just basically like a pick them. Uh, but if you're getting down on those uh, Wong style teasers where you're taking one or two yeah. point dogs and teasing them up past the key number of seven, getting it to that seven and a half or eight. Uh, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers looks dialed in and they seem to get enough out of their defense. I mean, the Packers defense played pretty strong on the road on the short week against Arizona, if they can get another decent performance, I, I think they should be in the driver's seat. Yeah, they look great. Uh, and I am very happy, my friend, that uh, when uh, right before Rogers signed and there are these rumors that he was going to retire, uh, there were still books out there offering them at plus 175 to win that division, even when it became pretty apparent that he was going to report. So it's good. I don't know the consensus line here, Sean, it's all over the place with the Cardinals and the 49ers because books are are basically like hedging their bets because they don't know uh, whether or not Kyler. I think they're they're taking it easy with Kyler Murray. So I see it at a pick at some books. I see that one. I don't know if you have a book that you see it at, but let's assume it's basically, I don't know, one. I, I, I assume that spread is essentially the 49ers right now. Getting one again in a spot where I think the books are hedging a little bit uh, with a total of 45. Yeah, again, this is just clearly going to depend on whether Kyler Murray plays or whether we get more information yep. on Kyler Murray. I mean, my take instant reaction, just the stuff I read early on, is that I do think he will play. Um, I'll be I'll mm -hmm. be a little surprised if he doesn't end up going, especially coming off the Thursday rest. But I think we'll probably have a better idea come Thursday if he's actually playing or not. And the, the line will tell you, because in the same way 
for that Vikings uh, Cowboys uh, game where all of a sudden the line switched from the Vikings uh, being a you know two three point dog to a two three point favorite. Right. You knew immediately. You didn't right. have to wait for the report to come out. The the, the people <laughs> that are taking million dollar uh, bets on this have the uh, early action. So. <laughs> if you want to know whether or not to start Kyler Murray in your fantasy team, just uh, keep an eye on the betting line. But I, I think if you can get points with the Cardinals, if you can find a book that offers points in the Cardinals, I, I think that's a uh, that's a fun bet to take, especially them coming off a loss. You know, they played really tight uh, that first game. And, and really, if Jimmy Garoppolo were healthy, crazy that I have to say this, but if Jimmy Garoppolo were healthy for that game where Trey Lance started, I think the, the 49ers might have won that game. And I think Murray is going to go. I think the bigger question is how limited is he going to be? Because he avoids more sacks than any quarterback I've ever seen in my life just with how quick he is. And if his mobility is limited, that really puts a kibosh on it a little bit. So, yeah, this is just one where you got to wait, I think, to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think either side you like, if you can get points, like if you, yeah, I think if you like the 49ers and you can get that like plus two and a half um, right now for them somehow, uh, you know, I, I would take that as well. But it, I don't know. I, I keep leaning to thinking that they that Murray is going to play. But you bring up a great point. Arizona does seem to struggle in Levi Stadium and the 49ers kind of have their number and maybe it's going to be a situation yeah. like the the Saints Bucks uh where just the Saints kind of own the Bucks for whatever yep. reason especially in this short sample size Tom Brady era that certainly could be the case I'm telling you like if this is if they if it is two and a half because I feel like the look ahead line might have been two and a half maybe I don't know but if it is that I I don't think I want it. Like I, I, I don't. I'm not going to run to take the 49ers or anything like that. But I just this doesn't strike me as a game where the Cardinals, even if Murray were healthy, is going to be able to just come out here and dominate. Like they, the 49ers know yeah. how to play him. They play him tough, you know. So I think it's just much more of a I'm going to watch this game for fun and stay away from it from a betting interesting concept. Titan, <laughs> go ahead. Yes, can you have you uh, ever done that? Yeah, it's weird. I've done. I did it one time. It was weird. Felt odd. Uh, Titans visiting the Rams. No Derrick Henry now, of course. And the spread now is seven and a half from the Rams. Uh, total is pretty high here at 53 and a half potential, or at least it could have been with Henry Super Bowl preview here. Uh, what do you think here on Sunday night football primetime, seven and a half points? Yeah. Again, this one, I, I, I think opened at seven and I'm surprised it's only moved uh, a half point off the Derrick Henry news. I wouldn't this one again. I think it's it's seven and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it creeps up closer to ten as we get closer to yeah. kickoff, or especially if the public's down early. I think they're just going to look at the game and go, "Oh, the Rams at home against this Titans defense. They're going to cruise." Derrick Henry isn't a part of the team. You know, he's out for the year. He's he's such a big part of their offense. They're not going to be able to move the ball. And uh, you know, the Rams they just traded for Von Miller. I, I don't know yet if he's going to be able to play. Um, sometimes they need yeah. like a week to figure things out, but I, I think with Derrick Henry going down and we see this all the time, I love the Mike white game where a, a big player goes down and that, you know, that week right after the team gets up for them, you know, the, Hey, we're bigger than yep. just this one player. Now the week after the emotional get up game, that's where you really see the impact, but I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee really comes to play in. And quietly, Tennessee's defense, which has been so horrible, has kind of been putting together some decent games. Now, 
They let up a decent amount of points against the Bills, but they got the stops when they needed them. And they, they held the Chiefs, which who knows if the Chiefs are even good at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> held right. the Chiefs to three points at sure. home, which seemed pretty good. So their defense has 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 gotten better here, certainly. And again, the Colts game, you know, they turned the ball over in their own territory early right there. They were down 14 nothing. But really, the Titans, man, I mean, this is why, Sean, you and I, we referenced it on the first time you appeared uh, on the podcast with the Nick Sirianni sort of bet. That was the second bet I took in the props bet yes. draft that Sean and I are in uh, together. The first one I took, actually, like the odds I like the most were the Titans at maybe 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. And part of it is because I think that uh, the whole is better than the sum of their parts in that they're very well coached. They find ways to stay in games. They don't panic when they go down. Uh, and I think that their defense lacks sort of the talent. And that's why I think it, it's taken a little while to gel. But it's a very good point that they are playing a lot better. Now, we don't know if Julio Jones is going to play here. You can't really stop the Rams anyway. So, frankly, 53 and a half, I'm okay to go with the over. Um, but I, I do lean the Titans here when you're getting more than a field goal. It is interesting, though, that it didn't move that much from the look ahead line. I mean, I get Adrian Peterson, you know, basically yeah, exactly. the same thing, right? It, it is funny. Game, There's so. only, yeah, I, I think, like three or four guys that have more rushing yards all time than Derrick Henry. And uh, they ended up signing yeah. uh, Adrian Peterson off the street. And quick, quick fantasy note, if you're looking for a, uh, yeah. a quarterback or, uh, you know, maybe an interesting DFS showdown uh, option, I do think Tannehill, especially moving on the rest of the season, could be interesting because he's quietly one of those quarterbacks that will get a couple sneaky rushing touchdowns. So so now you expect yes. them to having to throw the ball more. And and I think who's going to get those goal line carries? You Sure, you're going to give some to Adrian Peterson, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of those touches inside the five end up going to Ryan Tannehill, a la like some bootleg stuff or some uh, QB sneaks. Yep. So he's kind of an interesting uh, season long fantasy play, I think, as well. Yeah, I mentioned this uh, the last time you were on. But uh, if you ever want to know why perhaps you should be taking DFS advice <laughs> from Sean, you can just Google his name and DraftKings, uh, baby. DFS God bless him. <laughs> you'll you'll learn why. Uh, last game here, Monday Night Football. Bears are getting six and a half in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Total is a minuscule four. Sean, I don't know about you. There is a very clear for me time when you back Mike Tomlin led teams and time when you fade Mike Tomlin led teams. And at home with kind of laying a big spread does not strike me as a time where you back Mike Tomlin. But yeah, it's really tough to imagine this Steelers team putting up enough points to cover any spread as a favorite, right? <laughs> um, but then again, right. and and I do think the Bears kind of figured out something uh, offensively. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they, they blew some plays defensively. I, I would keep an eye on um, Khalil Mack's injury. I, I I thought he was trending towards playing last week. Kind of one of the reasons I, I, I like the uh, Bears there. He was he ended up being a late scratch. He's dealing with a weird foot injury, but they have Akeem Hicks back. He's a big part of their defense, and I I think their defense matches up pretty decent. This to me is just gonna be an ugly slog of a game that feels like a field goal. Yeah. So if you can get more yep. than that and four, five, six, even if it gets up to seven. But I, 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 I worry that they're going to have trouble getting action on the Steelers at six and a half. Um, I, I think, I think maybe the, the betting public is out on Justin Fields right now and Pittsburgh, maybe a public team, but have you seen big Ben throw the ball? That would be my question. Just yeah. 
right before you click that Pittsburgh minus six and a half or minus seven, if it gets up there, just remember, you know, just watch him throw the football in that in that Browns game. And I and I had the Steelers yeah. money line because I Me thought too. it was a good spot. Me but too. you're right Me too. at home laying. Uh, this is a massive number for this team right now. Way too much. Way too like. There's just no way. And I don't feel comfortable. Like hopefully, and maybe it was because there was no Matt Nagy. They they. Certainly the game plan uh, was good for Justin Fields. It accentuated what he does well. He's good on the run, on roll, designed rollouts. They had four of them. They completed all the passes, including the touchdown. He finally ran. Like, he is used his legs more. It's okay to do that. It's okay to let the guy out. Uh, so it was good to see, and hopefully they do. Pittsburgh's a very strong defense, obviously, so who knows if he regressed a little bit. But you can't lay six and a half points, man, with the Steelers. And especially in a spot where they're, you know, they're favored at home in a game everybody thinks they're going to roll. No way. This is just, I'm not running to take the Bears. Like, I'm not like, oh, God, but there's no way I could take the Steelers. Like, I would sooner tease the Bears up to, you know, 12 and a half or whatever than I would tease them down to basically a pick. Yeah, sure, and so. and they can't make this total low enough. I, I don't know. I don't know what you right. have the total at. It's 40. 40? 40 yeah, 40. I mean. 40. Normally yeah. you don't take a lot of under forties, but this to me feels a lot like that, uh, like that Seattle Pittsburgh game we just saw a couple weeks ago, where it's yeah. ugly. I mean, even if it gets to overtime, or this Browns, the Browns, the yeah. Browns Pittsburgh game, fifteen ten, right? 15, yeah, it could 10. be like seventeen yeah. sixteen. Feels like a very realistic score for this game. Absolutely, I agree. I lean the under as well uh, with that, Sean. Always great to talk to you and catch up. I appreciate you uh, making time in the uh, in the scheduling and a difficult week for me. So just remind everybody all your good stuff, man, that you're putting out. I love your content. Just remind everybody where they can. Yeah, give us it. a follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast or follow me uh, at Sean T. Green. And you can just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're putting out podcasts uh, every day of the week covering all the sports. The flagship show, the Sports Gambling Podcast, I co-host. With my buddy Ryan Kramer, NFL, DFS, college, football, uh, NBA. We got an, an NBA show dedicated to the NBA. Just launched our NHL pod. So, so much going on. If you like betting on sports, come hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Yeah, it's great stuff over there, guys. You definitely should check it out. All right. In the meantime, I'm going to take a little break. A couple of days. Uh, Bogman will be back. Joe's off. Uh, for uh, the rest of the week. So Bogman will be back doing a college football preview as he usually does. And I'll be back on Thursday with our best bets for the weekend for the NFL. I'll talk to you then. 